Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builder Show, where our mission is to bring you champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. That's to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that will inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Talking about excellence, we're going to find out what are the secrets that DCAC has used to make the Inc. 5000 list five years in a row. Denny Cherry has the secret to all that, and he's the owner and principal consultant for Denny Cherry and Associates Consulting. That's the DCAC. He's been a Microsoft MVP for the last 16 years, receiving the MVP award for both cloud platform as well as the data platform. And he's one of the very few on the planet that has received MVP awards in multiple categories. DCAC has been awarded a multitude of awards, including the Inc. 5000 year for the last five years in a row, as we've said, and the gold and silver award from the American Business Awards with DCAC winning the gold award for the ABA for IT Company of the Year for two years in a row, gold or silver award three years in a row, as well as being the fastest growing tech company of the year for the last two years in a row. And, but you don't know it, ladies and gentlemen, but Denny and I struggle around with low tech with our mic a little bit ago. <laughs> so Denny, I know, but our listeners don't yet know who you guys serve. Uh, hey, Bill, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So our customer base is actually really wide. It's a lot wider than most companies shoot for. Our smallest customer is actually just a little two-person company with our largest customers being Fortune 50. So we serve an incredibly wide group of companies with pretty much whatever they need. Most of our customers are in the SMB range, the 50 to 150, 200 employee range. So that's really our sweet spot, but we have handled uh, customers as large as the largest, most well-known companies in the world that you can think of. I can imagine that there's a myriad of problems that they have with the Microsoft, various Microsoft platforms. So mm -hmm. what are these problems, Denny, that you guys have identified and are able to solve for people? Uh, so the kinds of things that companies bring us in for is typically going to be performance problems on their thing that makes them money. So we'll get brought in for, hey, this system we have that we bought or that we built is running slow and we can't sell widgets as fast as we want. We can't process orders as fast as we want. Things that should be taking seconds are taking minutes or hours. And we need to know why. And more importantly, we need to fix that problem so that we can do things in as fast as possible. Perfect example was a customer I worked with years ago. They're one of the companies in the reverse mortgage industry. They had a new application that they were rolling out to all their employees. And when they clicked one button in their UI, it ended up taking about 15 minutes to do whatever the backend process was that had to happen every time somebody clicked this one button. So we did a little investigative work, did some reconfiguration of the application. And when they would click the button, people would actually think that the button was broken now because it was able to return so quickly. Because the people that work for the company got used to the fact that they would click the button, 
go in a cup of coffee, chat with the, one of their coworkers, and then go back and, and the button would be done. But now when they would click the button and it would just immediately come back and say they were done within, I think we got it down to 12 milliseconds or something like that. So in that case, the, the customer was extremely happy with the kind of stuff we, we did. And then the other big thing that we do is move customers up to the cloud. So we get rid of all their on-prem servers or most of their on-prem systems and move all that stuff up to either Microsoft Azure, Amazon AWS, Google, Google Cloud, and then they can see the cost savings that, that go along with those sorts of migrations. Denny, you've got a lot of competition out there. Mm -hmm. so tell us how you differentiate yourself from that competition horde, if you will. Uh, so we definitely do have a lot of competition, that, that's for sure. Um, one of the ways we are able to separate ourselves from them is we don't actually think of most of the people out there as our competition. There is enough work out there for all of us. So it's it changes the dynamic a little bit when you're talking to people and instead of being this adversarial conversation that, that you end up having when you're talking to people in the same field as you, it ends up being, oh, yeah, this is what I did. This is how I was able to get this customer past this problem. Or even to the point of, hey, we don't have time for these projects. I've got a network of people I can farm that, that sort of work out to. And basically that way we can step back and go, yeah, just solve the problem because the customer wants it solved in the next couple of months, not in six months when we can actually start working on the problem. So it changes the dynamic a little bit. The other way that we are able to differentiate ourselves from all the other people in our space is we have a lot of Microsoft MVPs on staff. A lot of companies have one, maybe two. We have five. So we have the most Microsoft MVPs of any company in North America at least in our specific space. I know of a couple that outside our space that have more. And I know one other company worldwide that has the same number of MVPs that we do. So Microsoft MVPs are all very high technology level folks and getting them is not cheap, but they were able to deliver for the customer and really get done what customer needs in a very quick amount of time. So when you bring in some of your MVPs, the, the higher, if you will, higher price solution types, do you get pushback from your clients that your prices are pushing the envelope or uh, uh, when they see, I imagine when they see the solution, then that's irrelevant to them. But I'm, curi I'm curious about, about the pricing vis-a-vis -vis your competition. We have gotten pushback occasionally. For the most part, people understand that we are not cheap. Um, We've gotten requests for competitive bids before and send back our normal quote. And I've literally told the client, I'm like, we are probably going to be your most expensive option. If you're looking at if you're looking at options based solely on cost per hour, we are not going to be the cheapest, never will be, but we're going to get the product, the project done in less hours. So the net result is going to be the net cost is going to be basically the same. Yes, you're paying us a lot more per hour, but we're getting the product done in a much smaller number of hours. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought you'd say something exactly like that. And I like that business model. It's never a good plan as a business owner to raise prices to the bottom. That is not a good strategy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, talking, I, about, 
never understood why businesses do that. I get why they do it. Customers like to see it. But yeah, it definitely does not work in our industry. <laughs> and it shouldn't work in, well, in almost all. Talking about industry, business, and so forth, your clients resemble you and that you're a small business owner, very successful one. So Denny, our listeners would like to hear your story. Take us back in time, how you decided to to start your business, how, what your major milestones were, how you ended up getting five MVPs, those kinds of things. So I started off basically the easiest way possible. It wasn't my choice. Basically, I got laid off. Yep. And then I started consulting Basically, about a week and a half later, I got brought out to a client out in uh, Atlanta for in a undetermined amount of time. So basically, I flew out there with a suitcase full of clothes, a one-way airplane ticket, and basically lived in a hotel for about three or four months, solving a customer's problem. And went, okay, I guess I can do this consulting thing now. And I basically started from there. And that's where I basically started doing an awful lot of consulting and flipped it into a full-time job. So it was a little bit of necessity of, I need to feed my wife and myself <laughs> and a little bit of, okay, I'm sick and tired of working for other people. And this will be a lot easier if I work for myself. So that's pretty much where I started. And that was oh, 15 years ago now or something. Okay. Um, and then slowly started getting more and more clients and uh, got to the point with bring one client on that I went, okay, cool. I no longer have enough hours in my day to do this. I was consulting probably 60, 70 hours a day and went, all right, you know what? I think it's time to bring somebody in to, to help me out with this. Uh, so I reached out to one of my friends, who's another Microsoft MVP, and said, hey, what's it going to take to have you come work for me instead of uh, the large consulting firm that you work for? He was one of the big architects for Comcast Cable back in the day. So he gave me a number and I went, yeah, I can probably work with that. And just started from there and hired a couple more people over the next couple of years, averaged one person a year for a little while until we got up to the, the nine of us that we have now. Excellent. Uh, I'm curious about your marketing approach, Danny. The first one I imagine was your own personal reputation that got you that first job. But mm -hmm. since then, what's your approach to, approach to bringing in new clients so it's a lot of word of mouth um, okay it's we do most of our people are word of mouth either from seeing one of our people present it at an it conference or just the fact that we're relatively well known in the industry if you search for a few keywords in in, in google a lot of the times our links are going to actually end up coming up before microsoft's and that's just natural seo on on those posts on how to do specific things that people are looking for in the IT world. So that's, that ends up getting us a decent amount. And then a lot of it's just that we are, at least those of us that are Microsoft MVPs, we speak at conferences a lot and not just small ones, but large international conferences as well. So that gives us a decent amount of street cred. Mm -hmm. um, and helps get our name in front of a, an awful lot of people, a lot of whom have checkbooks and can actually bring us in to help with problems. The biggest problem we have with a lot of those conferences is the majority of people that attend those conferences aren't managers, aren't directors. They're 
I'll call them rank and file employees. Right. Um, so basically they don't have checkbooks. They can't spend money. All they can do is refer stuff up to their boss. So that's the, our biggest challenge then is then, all right, how do we get from those rank and file employees to a manager or to a director when we don't really have access to them and we have to go through an intermediary? But with a little persistence, we are able to get up to that next level of person. It sounds to me like you're probably building a lot of internal champions, though, in these various companies of yours because of this activity. Yep. Yeah. The, and we do notice that when we're talking to people. So a lot of times it's one of the things we, we've told our, our sales director to do is make sure that you ask people how they heard of us. Right. So right. Good. Our, our marketing people like knowing what works and what doesn't. And so he's able to go back to the customer and go, hey, how did you hear about us? What brought you in? And a lot of the times it's, hey, we saw you at a conference four years ago. We grabbed a card then, and now we just are to the point of beating your work to do something. So we, it ends up being a long game at a lot of these conferences, but it ends up working out relatively well for us. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious about in your space, uh, how do these various awards that you've been able to assemble, Denny, are those helpful or is it more for your own uh, recruiting and so forth and so on that you uh, go after those awards? I think they are helpful. We have talked about them with clients. And I think it, it's like when you're starting out in, in the business world or at your first job and going, hey, do I need all these certifications that are out there in these various... And I think it's one of those things where it gets you up above the next person's on the list. Um, so it's, it's that little bit of a bump that gets us to that next level. Um, I don't think they specifically have gotten us much, if any, actual direct work. But we have we do talk about them with clients, and, and clients do see those on our, on our paperwork and on our website. So you can see that, hey, we have been around for a while. We are doing good work, and these awards help justify some of this stuff. That's excellent. So what do you feel is holding you back right now, Danny? Right now, the number of hours in the day is one of the, the, our biggest problems. A lot of us just don't have any more time to work on problems. So we can only deal with so much. And we're very conservative on the growth of the company and bringing in additional people. We want to make sure that we've got plenty of work and tons of work before we actually make the, that leap to bring in another person. Because bringing in another person for us is not a small financial task. Since we, we are talking about basically everybody being high end, that means everybody's expensive from a, just a, a cost per, of salary perspective. And so bringing in that, that next person is a very worrisome situation from a, from a, a money perspective of make sure we, hey, we, do we have enough work to support this, this person's salary? So, you know, how many hours do we need to book over the course of a year? to help pay for that person's salary over time. And when are we going to be able to make that flip of, okay, we're all slightly overworked. Okay, let's bring in that next person so we can hand off. And, and where do we make that calculation? How do we make that work? It sounds to me, I'm guessing, but it sounds to me like the way you've built your business personnel-wise, you probably have very little turnover. Very little turnover would be an understatement, yeah. We've had one person leave for personal issues or for personal reasons, rather. He said he wanted to work with all of us. He loved working with all of us, but he just needed to not 
work for a company and so he can deal with some of his own stuff, which I can totally get. And that's basically the only consultant we've had this leave. Or yes, not basically, absolutely. that is the only consultant we've had this leave. Our longest running consultant, I believe he's been here nine years now, nine, ten years now. It's been a while. That's great. How can our listeners get a hold of you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Denny? Uh, so our, my, the easiest way to get a hold of me is uh, on our website, uh, which is www.dcac.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on uh, Twitter, which is, uh, unfortunately, DCAC was taken. Um, so it's uh, DCACCO, uh, which used to be our website. Uh, now it's .com. And, or any of the other social networking sites, the DCAC will work to find us there. Denny, what is a question that maybe I should have thought of and asked you that would give great value to our listeners and then give us the answer to that unasked question? So I'm probably the wrong person to ask that because I'm a horrible business person. <laughs> I know this much about how to do stuff, actually do stuff and get stuff done in the business world. I am a computer nerd at heart. I have been a computer nerd for my entire 20 God, I'm old, 25 year plus career. Um, I can't really be that surprised that I'm old. My wife and I have been married for 24 years this last month. <laughs> it does add up together. It does. <laughs> they, they do go together because I, I was doing this work before I got, before I found her, or more importantly, she found me. So I honestly don't know the answer to that question because I don't know what business folks want to hear about other than the fact that we are making this work somehow. And I honestly someday don't know how other than it works. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Thank you, Danny. I appreciated your, your candor, including the fantastic way you answered that last question. That was great. <laughs> Everybody. In closing, let's focus on the single fact that, and Denny can hit on this, our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first creating a visionary strategy, second, having a system of management to execute that strategy, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. Now, you can get your hands on those three. Just go to getbillsgift.com. Thanks for listening. Denny, thanks for spending your time with us today. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me.